getting to the bottom of the story on As the number of COVID-19 deaths and infections rise at an alarming rate and the lockdown continues with no end in sight, athletes are beginning to take financial strain as professional sport remains halted in South Africa. Not a ball has been kicked, a catch taken, nor a 10-kilometer race run in anger since the national state of disaster was first announced by President Sil Ramaphosa in March. And unlike in sports such as football, cricket and rugby, where professional leagues mean players have contracts which ensure at least some income while the measures to limit the spread of the coronavirus remain in place, runners have been largely left to fend for themselves. Multiple SA champion Stephen Mokoka says he's been left to count the cost of the lockdown and is just grateful for the support he's received from his club boxer and his apparel sponsor Nike. To go to Boxer Superstore and, and, and get ourselves some food, you know, a, a little bit of grocery there. It's not too much, but it's, it's, it's something. And then also Nike is playing its part. I mean, they're still looking after us. Uh, so I can say those are two sponsors that I have. But now I'm losing out on races where I can't make anything. Or I'm also losing on the bonuses that I used to make from the races. So, you know, it's one of those things. Nothing is happening. It's just that uh, I also wish that uh, our sports can open so that we can be able to go work, so that we can survive. But it doesn't look like this will happen anytime soon. Because when the Department of Sports, Arts, Culture and Recreation published their latest communique on sports that have been approved to resume, this was last week, athletics was conspicuous by its absence. Other non-contact sports such as swimming and tennis have been given the green light, but it appears that runners may have to wait until level one lockdown to start earning an income again. At least that seems to be the view of Athletic South Africa. ASA have been steadfast in their assertion that saving lives is their guiding principle as they try to navigate these treacherous waters. When COVID-19 was announced as a pandemic, as a global pandemic, everything changed from normal to abnormal, from certain to uncertainty. So it was very difficult from the side of Athletic South Africa to say, yes, this event will go ahead and this event will be postponed. And we had to play it by the ear and wait for the rules and regulations as they were being developed by the government of the Republic of South Africa. Those in the medical sciences tend to agree with ASA President Alex Kosana. Dr. Tulani Nguenya is the South African Football Association's chief medical officer. He was the driving force behind a proposal that saw the PSL become the first professional sport to get the government go-ahead to resume their activities under Level 3 lockdown. Speaking to the South African Football Journalists Association, Nguenya admitted that he had to be persuaded about the importance of balancing the need to save lives with the very real responsibility of preserving livelihoods. Uh, the, projecting, the projection is that we are going to reach our peak in uh, around August, according to the virologists and uh, specifically um, talking about the people that are working with the minister closely. And we are seeing that at the moment because uh, the number of cases that um, uh, we are seeing in the country are alarming, they are getting higher and higher, and it is actually expected because we are in winter and we must understand that the virus thrives more 
in cold temperatures. So my, 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 my presentation overall in summer was that football should res, uh, resume at level one when it is safe to do so. Now, NSL then came with a different view. They agreed to say, um, we need to put the health of the players first. That is paramount. Now, um, they, had, they said, in, in, in the view that we have, can we look at the issue of livelihoods of players and uh, the issue of contract? So the question then becomes, under what conditions would it be possible for athletics to safely resume, allowing runners to once again earn an income without putting their lives and the lives of all the workers at an athletics event at risk? Dr. Nguenya reveals that what impressed the Ministry of Sport about football's plan was this idea of a biologically safe environment. There's a proposal of a biological safe environment. And the document does not talk about a place, but it describes what type of a place should that be. It doesn't have a name. The place should be a place that is not regarded as an epicenter or a hotspot, according to government. And that place should have enough space to accommodate all these uh, clubs and enough space. Remember, we are going on single room occupancy. That's what the document is talking about. It should also have enough training fields. It should have enough playing fields. So, so that is key. That's what that document is talking about. Now, it says 48 hours before people go to this biological safe environment, they are going to test again for the second time. And the second testing, it will be a testing that will try and eliminate the possibility of having a false negative test from the first test that was done. If this can work for a contact sport with 32 teams and all their support staff, then why not a non-contact sport where an elite field of 10 or 20 can provide an entertaining race? Pochevstruem in the northwest is not a COVID-19 hotspot at the moment and has successfully hosted the SA Senior Track and Field Championships on more than one occasion. So surely this, at the very least, could be a possibility. It's this sort of open-mindedness that pleases Michael Mayer. Mayer is the managing director of Stillwater Sports, a sports marketing and events company that has helped ASA to monetize many of its properties, including the Liquid Telecom Athletics Grand Prix Series and the FNB Run Your City Series. Although mass participation was the backbone of the FNB races, Mayer says now is a time for innovation because sponsors are also feeling the impact of an ailing South African economy worsened by the lockdown. My impression is that sponsors have been very understanding, um, but they're also commercial entities, you know, and so at some stage, um, as, as sports entrepreneurs and sports marketing people, we have, to, um, we have to talk to our partners and our sponsors and say, but in lieu of, of the value that's been lost, this is what we can do for you. And so it's a time to be very creative. It's a time to be innovative. And so um, as long as we seem to be, as long as the, 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 the rights owners seem to be uh, working hard on alternatives in terms of what can be done in the meantime, and then working hard and coming back as strong as possible when things do open up again 100%. Can an elite-only race with a small field of athletes in a biologically safe environment provide much-needed income for athletes 
as well as a commercial outlet for sponsors who've paid big money, mind you, but have seen their events cancelled? Could this be the answer while we wait for mass participation and social and recreational runners to join in events, possibly in 2021? Skosana may actually not be opposed to such an idea. Speaking during an online broadcast of the Comrades Marathon a few weeks ago, the man touted to be the next president of Saskok did leave the door ever so slightly ajar when he suggested that races can only return once it is safe to do so. We are still under uh, alert level number three where we cannot be able to host events of this magnitude. But uh, thank you very much. We'll do that so long as it is safe. We put human life first before any other thing. Perhaps under the right conditions, an elite-only race in an environment like Pochevstrom could be safe? Mukoka says he would grab the opportunity in a heartbeat, but the two-time Olympian, who finished fifth in last year's World Championship Marathon, warns that the longer we wait to make a decision, the more likely it becomes that South African runners will be undercooked come Tokyo 2021. If we were having like the, the way the people are rumoring about having uh, all those uh, elite races, it will be good for us because it will it can it can help me to to get some money if I do become lucky of winning or placing, and then it takes out the frustration at home, you know, in terms of finances, so that I can be able to focus at the Olympics. Should we wait uh, till October, November, December? I'll be financially frustrated. You know, it won't be easy for me to, 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 to focus on my preparation for the Olympics. Maybe God grace us and then the, the Olympics do take place next year. But by the time I'm starting to prepare for the Olympics, I'll be financially frustrated because our federation is not, they are not helping us with anything. We are, I'm not getting any financial support anywhere. But if you look at other countries, I believe that they're again getting a financial support somewhere else, you know, where when they train, they can use, utilize that money for their preparation. But now I'm using my own money from home that I don't even have as we speak because I'm trained, I'm trained now. It's been four months where we are not doing anything. We are running a risk as a, as a country, especially in terms of our running. If the athletes are getting financially frustrated, should the, we get an opportunity to start competing? That's why you're going to see people over racing because everyone wants to, you know, if we're working like working, we will say, I'm going for overtime, you know. Athletes, when they are going to make a rush and quick decisions once the lockdown is easy to a level that we are allowed to compete. So it's for, for, for the Olympics, to be honest, we are very late to prepare. It looks like uh, next day is still far. We still have a year plus change. But a year plus change with financial frustrations, you end up making wrong decisions. And those decisions, they will, they will catch up with you next year. So for me, I can say we are very late. Musibudi Whitehead, Johannesburg.